The Fontenelle Final Bell Podcast is presented by Fontenelle Hybrids. The solutions you need, the relationships you trust. Good afternoon. Welcome to the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield. As we wrap up a trading week, we're being joined by Sue Martin of Ag and Investment out of Clarion, Iowa. The last Friday trading of 2018. And as we look at the markets, nice to see a Friday end on a positive note, Sue, for our soybeans and at some decent higher numbers. Well, it is. Um, I think that there's a couple of things going on. One, there was timing for a cycle low yesterday and the market came down to a trend line of well from the september harvest low and moving up through every low that trend line was hit yesterday and so you had kind of like price and time squaring which gave us a nice technical reason to bounce however more than that it's the fact that uh, you look at uh, uh, the crop in argentina and 31 percent of the crop is good to excellent 53% of the crop is in fair condition. And, of course, uh, we note that the weather in Brazil is kind of a mixed affair. You've got continuing hot, dry weather in Paraná and Mato Grosso. Those are your two biggest producing provinces, and that's pushing the maturity of beans a little bit faster towards maturity. And, of course, exporters in the U.S. don't really like to see that because that means more Brazilian beans coming sooner rather than later. Um, But in the meantime, uh, the Brazilian cash export prices have pushed down to the lowest level since probably, what, 2016? But they still are just a touch above U.S. cash export values. You know, you look at and you talk about Brazil, and I know that we've heard bits and pieces just over the last couple of days of, of some dry pockets and concerns there. But it just seems that this growing season for them has been very much on the quiet side. And I wonder if that's because they're trying to keep it that way with all our discussions with China. It very well could be. I know that um, when you look at uh, the weather there, uh, the forecast now is coming in with some rain over the next 10 days for the northern two-thirds of the country. But the southern third is where it's staying hot and dry. And there's a fair amount of beans raised in that area. Um, but then you look at Argentina, and they're on the flip side, almost too much of the rain, causing flooding, and uh, beans just freshly planted may end up having to be replanted. And then, of course, they're harvesting their wheat, although they're on the downhill slope of that. But um, talking, you know, upwards of seven inches of rain for Santa Fe and Buenos Aires. And so, you know, that's gonna see, they're going to see flooding in that area, but not high temperatures or heat. So that's going to end up just being a cool, damp feel uh, to what they're seeing. So not a, a pleasant situation. So the weather's kind of a uh, catch-22, I suppose, is one way to say it. But I think, Susan, as we go through um, the new year, I think that traders are going to be watching on January 1st. We had seen, oh, it was either late last week or early this week, um, we had seen where on a Chinese uh, media where they were talking about that uh, the Chinese government would drop tariffs and bans on 700 products. And they didn't say what those products would be, 
where the, what country they would pertain to, and it wouldn't shock me if it pertains to many countries in the world. I'm thinking China needs, um, they've got the fastest growing middle class population in the world, while India still has the largest middle class population. Uh, someday China's going to catch them, and that means they have a huge demand pull for, for products and raw commodities. So I think that um, even today when um, uh, it came announced that uh, China was opening up for the first time ever their uh, door to uh, import U.S. rice, I thought that was very uh, interesting to see that announcement. With the announcement that came to um, earlier this week saying that the U.S. and China is set to meet in early January, does that give any positive hopes i know with a partial government shutdown information is kind of few and far between but does that give us a glimmer of hope for this crop i think it does um you know for now we can't kind of rule anything out um because china is trying to get things going although i've seen today that there's reports president trump is likely to sign an executive order in the next few weeks that will bar U.S. companies from using telecommunications equipment from China's Huawei and uh, ZTE corporations. And, you know, that's one thing that early on was a sticking point. So um, we'll see if that actually happens. If he does, I'm afraid that's either it's a, a maneuvering again or something. But, you know, we're, we're one month out of this 90-day window. And all the things they have to do probably are going to take a little more time than just 90 days. So we have 60 days left. I'm wondering if by chance they're going to try to show as much um, trying to, to get along and get things put in place as they can to say we are making progress so that maybe President Trump will stretch that window a little further. And I also wonder, I know with these soybeans, what type of pressure we're going to see, any different feel to the pressure with that Brazilian harvest so close, you know, a few weeks away and what that's going to mean for our soybeans here. Well, it certainly seems like our um, year has kind of, or the potential of like the first quarter of the marketing year, we had thought that Brazil would be pretty low in supply by then and that we'd get some business through the fourth quarter or fourth quarter of the calendar year into the turn of 2019. And that really has not happened, hardly at all. I mean, we've seen a little over 3 million metric tons of, of beans sold to China. But here's the deal. We've had a nice, healthy break. You, you could about bet China is in the market buying beans. And they may be buying Brazilian beans, too, on this nice break because beans are priced out of uh, Brazil off of the U.S. market. So, you know, it's it's very possible the Chinese are working this to their advantage as well uh, because by saying they were going to do something with the U.S., it took the wind out of Brazil's sail. Stick around, folks. We've got more of the Fontenelle final bell coming up. We're going to get Sue's thoughts on the partial government shutdown and the effects on our trade. You're listening to the Rural Radio Network. Welcome back to the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield being joined for the second half with Sue Martin of Agate Investment out of Clarion, Iowa. Before I left for commercial break, I hinted about talking about this government shutdown, Sue. I should say this partial government shutdown. But it is having an effect on agriculture and the information that we get, that producers get, and obviously it makes your guys' job just a little bit tougher as well. Well, it does. We're not getting, for example, this, you know, this afternoon we won't have the commitment of traders report. 
Uh, we didn't get our export sales yesterday. And, and so the sad thing is you can be having business being done and you're not going to know it. And then you don't have uh, the slaughter rate being reported. So there's just, a, and if it continues to hold after we get past the turn of the year, of course, keep in mind the the new Congress will be sworn in after the turn of the year. So maybe we'll get something done. I wouldn't hold my breath. But um, in the meantime, we've got, um, when we go, as we go forward, we may not get our uh, uh, supply demand numbers nor the uh, final production numbers out as and then of course the stocks at the end of the month so we may not get all of that data out like a normal time frame that we would does it in some ways though make it feel like you're going back to what trading used to be before we had such electronic social media and just those those inner ties utilizing the instantaneous of information yep it's who you know and and um so you go back to all the people that you usually talk to and and connect with and and the other thing too you still um have your bloomberg and reuters and stuff like that coming forward with with information that they're gleaning from other countries so you know you get that but still yeah it's it's different it's quieter looking at the corn market um is there some spillover support from the soybeans giving them a little bit of hope in today's trade well, it is. Um, the other thing, too, is corn is um, trading higher after they found also, like soybeans, found support on the trend line from the lows of September uh, on Thursday when they fell down to that. So um, corn still has awfully good demand, uh, not only for the export market, although this week's sales that we did get, which was from last week, they weren't our inspections. They weren't anything real special. But, um, you know, we've got this bitterly cold weather coming we've had this horrible wet weather uh cattle are carrying uh, mud and their feet are getting sore and yet um with the cold weather that means they're going to have to eat more to be able to stay warm and so i think our feed juice is just going to go up which is good news for the grain side of it the livestock side of it obviously these cattle feeders are they're going to have some struggles in the next couple of days as this weather hangs on well, they will, but boy, they sure have to be feeling good when they look at the December futures. You know, that contract pushed higher today. It was all about the December futures, and I think the market had some shorts in there that had to say, I, I want out. And, um, you know, December will expire at noon on Monday, uh, New Year's Eve. And I know that Iowa saw cash trade late last night at 121.50. So, but there's still others thinking that our cash today, late in the day, will probably trade up around 124 in the West. Um, but, you know, feedlot areas were hit hard with this current snowstorm and, you know, power outages and what have you. So, um, you know, the fact that they caught the rain first and then snow on top just makes the conditions even worse in the feedlots. So depending on the weights and the market readiness, you know, it may be a year for producers to push cattle to market rather than deal with more stress and, and sore hooves and what have you because these cattle are carrying mud. So it'll be interesting to see. The Packers had a wonderful year. They've had a record profitable year. And um, so they're not going to be real anxious to give any of that up. But in the meantime, they've got room to bid for cattle, too, because they are making so much money. And the demand for beef seems to be pretty good. And, you know, it'll take us till mid-January to probably restock the shelves and the coolers. Can we expect a pretty quiet Monday trade, even though the markets are open 
a normal trading day? I don't think it's going to be. You know, uh, New Year's Eve is kind of like um, people are back. If they're not in, you know, in their offices, they're trading from home. Um, you know, everything's so electronic anymore. It's easy mm-hmm. for them to do that. So I I think you may be surprised. We may have a, a better, and you know, even if it's thinner, the volume, the market moves better or wider or quicker, however you want to say that, because it is a thin uh, market, so to speak, at that time. But I think traders are going to be back to work. And of course, um, you know, all eyes are go- and ears are going to be peeled for any information over the holiday uh, on New Year's Day. And there's no markets New Year's Day night. So when we come back to work on Wednesday, it's going to be everybody, you know, wanting to see what happened uh, out of China over the weekend. Definitely going to be some interesting times to watch. What's the best way for producers to get a hold of you, Sue? Well, our number is 1-800-527-0051. I want to wish everyone a good New Year's. I want to wish everybody a very wonderful holiday season. And hopefully 2019 blesses us with wonderful surprises. Very much so. Thanks so much. Sue Martin joining us with the Fontenelle Final Bell on the Rural Radio Network. Thank you very much there, Susan Littlefield, as she brings us the Fontenelle Final Bell. You can catch that as a podcast at RuralRadio.com here in just probably 30 to 40 minutes. You can catch that at RuralRadio.com as well on Rural Radio Facebook page as well and on Twitter. So follow KRVN and the Rural Radio Network wherever you go globally, even for that fact. Let's check in with Fox Business in a minute 30. 